back with us here with some stock picks. Ross, good to have you back on the show. Let's jump straight into the way you want to play the recovery. Use options, right? Because even though there's a lot of new big growth IPOs, there's also Airbnb out there. So uh, there's an IPO and a new company that has that kind of reopening trade to it. But you see there's a better way to go about getting exposure to this. Walk me through it. Yeah, thanks, Oliver. We think that uh, there are lots of different ways to play this reopening trade, but one of our favorites at ChangeBridge is Expedia. Uh, Expedia is a holding in our CBLS and CBSE funds. Uh, Expedia owns VRBO, which uh, while Airbnb has garnered most of the attention, uh, VRBO has likely gained share on Airbnb over the last year. So Airbnb, new public company, we have historical revenue, we have valuations. VRBO, uh, an entity within Expedia, it's not broken out, but what we're able to do as active investors is do fundamental analysis and dig beneath the radar and find that if you look at website traffic, search trends, and commentary from Expedia, VRBO actually grew, most likely, in 2020. Think about that for a second. This is a travel platform that grew during COVID. That's pretty remarkable. Now, so we have VRBO likely gaining share on Airbnb, and we have a valuation uh, metric for Airbnb. If you were to apply a similar sales multiple from Airbnb to VRBO, it would be worth three times Expedia as a whole. And that doesn't take into consideration the fact that, look, there is incredible pent-up demand to get back to life, okay? And that's travel. So the legacy core Expedia business is likely set up pretty well to succeed going into 2021, 2022. There's a very reasonable chance that they're generating $3 billion in EBITDA within two years and trading at a huge discount to their peers. Uh, we at ChangeBridge thinks, think that's a tremendous opportunity. So you're saying that competitively, there's evidence that they're taking market share away from Airbnb and that's how they've been able to show growth over the past year? You know, the market didn't expand in 2020 for travel. Sure. So had to come from somewhere. Come from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So Expedia has the traditional business that they can get back in. What's going to be uh, the most important thing to that? I mean, is it clicks and advertising along the site? Is it actually the booking elements? Because there's been a pretty interesting competitive dynamic between them and then booking and then also the more pure advertisers like a TripAdvisor. Can one also have exposure to those or is Expedia the true kind of best pure play here? We think Expedia is the best pure play because of their VRBO exposure and the under-the-radar approach uh, uh, of VRBO. Look, it's the business is chaired by Barry Diller. That individual knows how to allocate capital. He hasn't broken out. The team hasn't broken out VRBO yet. Uh, I, I would contend, and we at ChangeBridge would contend, that as Expedia gets to a point where it's recovering from COVID, there's a reasonable likelihood that they start to break out VRBO and you have an opportunity for them to either monetize it or for savvy investors to recognize the value of that premium platform. Mm, okay. All right, let's talk about a few others here. Uh, like the case for Expedia, I mean, we've seen, certainly seen uh, the stock respond lately. Uh, the shares, uh, as we look over the past year, I mean, we're at pre-COVID levels and beyond uh, quite uh, handsomely here. So I, I guess this case has already started to get baked in a little bit, at least some of it, the growth story, right? Um, what, about, what about for Sky? I like this one. Skyline Champion is a very overlooked uh, home and housing company, uh, Ross, right? I mean, we were talking housing and home builders here. 
Where does Sky fit into that equation? Sure, so Skyline Champion is the second largest maker of manufactured homes in the USA. We've seen a lot of demographic shifts go on in the past couple of years. One, people are moving out of the city, they're going to suburbs and they're going to more rural areas, and there is a real need for affordable housing in America. Stick-built homes, the traditional homes that you, most people would see, cost on average $200,000 more to build than a manufactured house. And so with products like Skyline, you have an opportunity to expand affordable housing. There's a really interesting story that uh, the history of manufactured houses uh, that people don't talk about. In about 2000, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, large lenders for housing, left the market altogether for manufactured houses. It resulted in mortgage rates for these homes spiking. They only came back to the market two years ago. And in that time period, the spread on a mortgage for a manufactured house versus a stick-built house has gone down by 1%. Hmm. So not only do we have these products that are more affordable, the cost to borrow to get one is now becoming more reasonable as well. We think that is a long-term trend that has legs. So right now, uh, shares up 2.5%. We see today, we've been looking at the new home sales market that is uh, beating expectations from the data this morning. Do you think about this as being then uh, an uh, kind of higher margin, uh, more, uh, you know, alpha play versus the home builders and the group overall? I mean, it looks like that. The home builders have been kind of sitting at the same level for a couple months now, and Sky is just really breaking out. So something here is certainly setting it apart. Yeah, so that it comes back to that affordability. You know, if you listen to the last conference call from Skyline, they can't build product fast enough. So they have more pent-up demand than they've had in their history. And we don't think that's going away. Mm. The really interesting thing with manufactured housing is it's environmentally more friendly, it's more, it's more efficient because they're able to build it irregardless of what the weather is, and they're able to scale which means from an investor's perspective, as they build more, the margin improves. And so that's a key differentiator between sort of legacy home builders and these manufactured houses.